It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character, so we guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. And James is here. The opinions are around. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience on how the first drink foreshadowed the last. <laughs> In this episode 157 of the Defective Characters Podcast, let's go! Woohoo! This is is maybe the first time where when we said what next week's topic is going to be, it actually didn't change since last week. (laughs) And I want to take credit to that because I did a lot of work. I listened to the podcast last week, which I don't know. Did any of us, anybody else, any anyone else in the class listen last week? No, was it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. And that's where Jane, uh, James, you and I kind of sat in the uh, the passenger seat and kind of let Dennis pick in a, in a very literal sense because we recorded last week in the car um, uh, what this, this week's topic would be. Well, um, We'll get into that that. following James talking about how everything is. I'm getting a new cat. For real? What happened to the old cat? Oh, I've got, I'll I'll be having three cats now and one. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, my wife's brother has, uh, three kids. And then one of the children, they found out is allergic to cats and they've done a bunch of tests and they found out, yeah, it's pretty much the cat. So, they're kind of in the situation where his wife is like, you need to get rid of this cat. And he's kind of really heartbroken because he's had this cat for nine months. So his wife called us. Will you be willing to take the cat? And me and Talitha looked at each other. We're like, um, yes. As we're looking at her mom, she's like, you're going to be taking care of him. Don't ask me. I was like, well, yeah, of course we'll take. I mean, just like we were taken in when we were, in trouble of course we if we'll take and then you know he said that he'll provide all the food and litter and stuff he just wants a good home for the cat his name the cat's name is Eckhart Tolle <laughs> for real yeah her brother's um he's uh he's an intellectual <laughs> so uh, I, I like your word choice I'm excited about that and um other than that you know I've, I'm I just finished, almost finished with week seven of working out three times a week. Feeling a little stronger, boys. Um, yeah. I'm still talking to my kids all the time. And um, still haven't heard anything about transferring to a new location in Disney. But I always check my transfer genie. <laughs> is, there a, is there a place you'd want to go? Oh, Yes. But I can't. What, what are the five that you picked? I'd rather he, not discuss it. He doesn't want to say it. It's like a oh, birthday okay. wish. <laughs> which, My bad. Which, by the way, I think is something that's going away 
people don't get you guys ever hear that like before you blow out the birthday candles you say make a wish and then if you say it out loud it's not going to come true i i mentioned that uh before to to becky's boys and they'd never heard of that and i'm like i looked at and i'm like you guys are doing a terrible job parenting that's like the most important thing (laughs) to teach your kids right right like above above food and water and yeah, food and water, shelter, <laughs> like any of that stuff. It's that that's the only way a birthday wish can come true, isn't that right, James? Well, yes, I can't. I teach my kids about the genie in the bottle too. The Christina Aguilera genie? No, 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 no. The real genie. Oh, not the one that you got to rub rub the right way. Well, <laughs> oh my god, you have, you have to rub it counterclockwise. Right. Yeah. It sounds counterintuitive counterclockwise counterclockwise okay yeah. i get it i also wish upon stars and i wish i used to wish when it was 11, 11 but now i just know that's when angels are nearby so you say hi to the angels right wow okay then it celebrates six 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 <laughs> no i don't <laughs> Exactly. What would what would be six like? Where would you celebrate that on the calendar or? Oh, just on license plates. You get so excited. Yeah, no, that's that, not true. That's no, that's well. Tell us some truths, then, Dennis. I'm sorry, Dennis. That was just a bad lie. Yeah, you're a liar. You celebrate seven seven seven. No, I don't. I don't celebrate anything except. <laughs> I guess Christmas and my birthday. Wait, I thought I did. What? Um, what else? What else? <laughs> Dennis? Uh, this past week, what did I do? Uh, my sister came up, and my sister has been coming up like every couple of weeks or so. Is there trouble? She in has, home? huh? I'm just making a terrible joke. Never mind. Uh, so, because she has like two weeks of like vacation that she has to use so she's been using that to like come up here and then like doing like a deep clean on our house where we like basically move everything from the spot that it's in and like reorganize like even spots that are like don't need it or whatever you just move everything dust behind it, take everything down, dust each individual thing and like, and put things back, but then get rid of things that we absolutely don't need kind of thing. So, and then she takes it off to Goodwill or somewhere like that and donates it. Well, if you have any toys, let me know. I haven't got rid of any toys yet. I've been mainly getting rid of books. Like we went, like she was up here or like last Friday and like i have tons and tons and tons of books and like stacks of writing papers and stuff like that so we were going through my room and we probably spent like a good four or five hours just going through all the bookshelves and like keep it get rid of it keep it get rid of it on just books so like that was fun but um yeah, so I did that. That was good. She's supposed to come up again this week. 
So we only made it like halfway around my room. Um, what else did I do this week? On the project that I'm working on, I had I like basically fired two people the other day, <laughs> which is just interesting. I don't like conflict or whatever or anything How come like you that. Me yet? Huh? How come you haven't fired me yet? Because that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> I'm your partner. You can't because that's tomorrow. Not, <laughs> you can only do so. I'm much hoping that day. you'll get inspired again or something and, and work on the artwork again. It's been I months. Actually, I was inspired yesterday for a little bit, <laughs> and then you took a nap. <laughs> well, no, I was at work, so I couldn't do anything. Oh, that sucks. I hate when that happens. Yeah, work. Uh, the worst but other than that you know it's like when you're in a position of leadership or whatever right sometimes you got to do the hard things like let people go because they're literally not doing anything and you can replace them with someone that actually would do something so like i've been knowing about this for a couple of weeks and talking to other people behind the scenes and stuff and like giving like all right we'll give them till monday we'll give them till monday we'll give them till monday and eventually that Monday came and it's like, I got to do this. So I was like nervous, you know, like scared. Like, what if this person gets pissed off? What if, like, how are they going to react? You never know. But then I did it anyways. And he reacted fine. <laughs> he was like, okay, that's good. Cause I went blah, blah, blah. He didn't want to do it like, anyway. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But I gave like earlier, like a couple weeks ago, I gave him, I gave people an out like, Hey, if you're not interested or you just don't have the time, let us know, you know, blah, blah, blah. We want to get this going. I and think, then, I oh. think people, there's some people that like doing that. There's some people that, I don't know. And I, I'll never understand it. People that just like uh, doing making people feel like that. And it's always the people that are like, for me, I get, even if I'm sick and I can't go to work, I feel guilty, like calling out, even if that's the case. And I wish I wasn't like that. But I think there's some people that uh, it's almost it's almost like they get built up by like, oh, well, now somebody else like they want to put you in that situation. That's horrible. That's like, the way I like I don't, choosing, hey, I don't get it. They're choosing chaos and violence. That's it. So, so you did it, and how'd you feel afterwards? I mean, once I got the message back from him, and I had a little positive, like good interaction after, I was fine. You know, um, yeah, it was good. I mean, it was like okay, I did what I had to do, but uh, I still don't like it. Now I'm like hiring or bringing, I don't want to say hiring, I'm bringing other people on. So I'm talking to an artist, like two artists, and I'm kind of nervous. It's like I really want them to say yes because I like their artwork or whatever. And there's a lot of back and forth of questions and stuff. So there's an anticipation. And then like I'm bringing on like a marketing person and I'm like nervous about that because I'm not quite sure that he's the right person for the job but i i've asked him 
and we have a meeting on Friday and it's like, I'm kind of nervous on how this is going to go because he's kind of a big personality and I'm a, I'm a very small personality, you know, like very introverted, calm, nice short sentences, unless I'm rambling on a podcast. But so I'm kind of nervous about that. Is it, is that it? Yeah, that's oh. it. Well, it's, it sounds like you, you got the, uh, the way to, I guess, get through it, you know, the solution. So that's cool. Yeah. That's a, that's, patient. Give it to God. That's a nice job. I, um, I had a great week since we recorded last. Was it last week, Dennis? Cause I, was that the day that you and I went to uh, to that movie? It feels like forever ago. Oh, yeah. I forgot we did do that. Yeah. So, Dennis yeah, and I, uh, and I'm, I'm sorry that you weren't able to attend, James, due to work. Um, when it comes out, maybe we can do a, uh, a movie night or something. Because I'll probably get it because it was, it was really good. And without giving anything away, it was Clerks 3. Um, I listened to an interview after, and it was only supposed to be uh released with like a tour that he was doing that the director Kevin Smith was doing and then fan was it phantom phantom events um picked up the movie in a bunch of cities that he's going to so it was only out for five days and it wasn't even supposed to be out for five days it was supposed to be out even less um but i saw it and it was really good if you're a fan of clark's movies uh the third installment i think uh wraps it up probably the 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 best way i didn't think they would be able to do better than the second but it was it was good it was fun um and i I, personally i thought it was better than the second one yeah yeah which i don't know if there's any franchise where there's three movies that the the third is uh, what people think is the best out of all three. Can you think of any any movies, guys, that that Back happens? Future. No way. There's zero people that think the third one's better. <laughs> you know, I like the third Back to the Future. That's the cowboy one when they go to the old west. But As a kid, I love that. You one. can honestly, you cannot say that that's better than the other two. <laughs> it's not the best, but I do like it. <laughs> it's, I think Back to the Future Two was was the the best one out of them, right? Mm, when maybe. they went to the future and the hoverboards and <laughs> that was cool because you got to see like Biff in the old age and all that and how they connected all of it to the first one. I like that like in, in the that flashback. When did they film that? It was like eighty nine, right? The first one was eighty five, then eighty seven. Or 87, 89. I don't know. So we're talking, what was this, like 30, almost 35 years ago. And it took 30 years for technology to go to where they have uh, video phones. You remember when video phones first came, like on the scene? They were probably brand new back in the late thousands, right? Like 2007. 2010 and stuff is when smartphones like came real big. But it's it's just crazy that it took that long for that to be um, that to be the thing, you know. So they were actually right on a lot of a uh, lot of the stuff. So anyway, back did y'all to- wa- did y'all watch the new Pinocchio? 
No, no. I didn't see it. I know it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, who did the Back to the Future. Oh, nice tie-in. Nice tie-in. Yeah. Is it good? Tom Hanks plays uh, Geppetto. Yeah, I liked it. The I liked the first one better. I think the stuff they took away takes away a lot of like what I liked about the story to begin with. But they, yeah, I like the first one better, but it's not bad. Nice. It's worth a watch. And uh, there was a lot of talk about cruises this week. I'm going on one on Friday. My birthday is uh, Saturday. And uh, then we found out Dennis has come a heck of a long way. If you've listened to this podcast, you know there was probably, what, about a year where anxiety like was really, really uh you know taking over would you say that dennis where that was like a big part of uh every single day and a struggle as far as you know how how to get through it and what news came down this week i'm going on a cruise in october that is crazy great yeah i mean i'm kind of nervous about it i'm just not thinking about it but uh, I mean, you also didn't want to go to Thailand, and look at that. What's yeah. what's the thing your sponsor always said about? What was it about fear? Which one? The the, the like one the about the paper. paper tiger. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like paper. It's like uh, looks like a mile high, but it's only paper th- thin, so you just walk through it. Yep, I think that's great. And those are a lot of uh, maybe leading up to it. We'll have to, you know, anything that you're going through leading up to, we'll have to do a topic or, or two or three. Uh, yeah. So it's in October. So it's only, what, a month away? Yeah, I think it's the 24th. So wow. it's, during, it's during the week. Darn. It'll, it'll be interesting. I was go- I was going to invite you. There's a... There's a party that I'm, I'll invite James where everybody gets a gold brick, but it's on the 24th. Everybody Thanks, gets... Yeah, you're what, welcome. You can have Dennis's is... too, but you can't share it with him. Well, I don't get it. Is that a joke? Like a <laughs> yeah. gold brick? On the Nobody 20th? has gold brick parties. Those aren't a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, James. Now I feel bad. I'm going to have to find you a gold brick or two. It's, uh, but uh, yeah, well, that's the latest with me. I'm I'm excited uh, to uh, to head out of town uh, this weekend and and do a uh, a cruise that's been two years in the making because they kept canceling it. Um, so it's pretty cool, pretty sweet. Yeah, I was supposed to go on a cruise before COVID to the Baltics or whatever, and I was anxious about it but excited, and then it got canceled, and it's now like. Two years later, it's like, okay, now we can go on a free cruise. And it's, it's the, like the Bahamas <laughs> rather than the Baltic. But. Is it, you said it's a week long cruise? No, it's only, it's like four days, three nights or something like that. Nice. Short one. Well, we'll, ha- we'll have to, uh, you'll have to get the Wi Fi package and then we could do it while you're on the cruise. That would be cool. I, I think the Wi-Fi package is probably not that bad. I mean, Disney's probably a little bit more expensive because I'm sure it's uh, it's better quality to connect. But uh, this is going to be all done through that. 
Yeah, that I imagine fun? my parents probably will get it because, you know, my dad's a workaholic. And if he's on the ship, he's going to have like his laptop and shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's good. Laptop and ship. <laughs> and ship. Yeah. Uh, so, so tell us about uh, your thought behind this topic, Dennis. Um, I'm going to read it again. What you yeah. legitimately word for word said last week is how, okay. the, how the first drink foreshadowed the last. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This is something I often think about personally. Just because my first drink did foreshadow it and stuff. I don't know why I came up with it in the backseat of the car last week or whatever. But the, the idea behind the concept, at least for me, is like my first drink and like how it played out kind of foreshadowed. Like it was such a cluster F that like it foreshadowed the rest of my career, you know? So if that makes sense, it's like were there like red can, flag can you share can you outing. share first can you share yeah share on sure. that? yeah so like a little drunk log time but we'll wrap it up quick hopefully um like my first drink i was 14 or 14 or 15 i think 15 maybe and it was like after school went over to my friend's house and I guess I wasn't supposed to be there, but we like he had stolen a bottle of champagne from his stepdad and we were sitting in the garage and he's like, oh, you ever drank before? You want to drink? And, you know, me trying to be cool was like, yeah, of course I've drank before, you know, whatever. So we sat in the garage and drank that entire bottle of champagne. But I had never drank before at all. But we got done drinking the champagne and I got his stepdad came home and was like pissed off that I was there. So I got kicked off out. So I went home. And by this time, I'm like almost blacked out. Like I'm drunk, never been drunk before. And but my parents had like a liquor cabinet in the kitchen that they never touched. Like there's bottles in there from before I was born probably because my parents just don't drink, but they just had it for whatever reason. So I, you know, opened the liquor cabinet and started drinking the liquor and got super drunk. And, you know, if a friend of mine ended up coming over and like, I don't know, I blacked out. So long story short, when I uh, fast forward, my parents ended up coming home from like work or wherever they were. And they found me passed out in my bed, laying in my own vomit with like a homemade like pop pipe, like made out of pipes and shit, like at the foot of my bed. And they thought I was OD. They thought I was dead. When I guess when they came home, the whole house was trash, like completely like looked like someone robbed the place and just destroyed it. And like out on our pool deck, like the screens were all ripped and stuff and the, the screens around the pool and shit. And I guess we just totally destroyed the place. And then so they thought I was a dean and they thought I was dying on some kind of weird drugs or something. 
nights and they couldn't like bring me to like couldn't wake me up so they took me to the hospital to get my stomach pumped and find out what was wrong with me or whatever um you know so waited in there i guess i kept telling him it's like oh i just don't feel good i wouldn't tell him that i didn't take any drugs i'm not on anything and uh you know just lied my ass off and then when the doctors finally came back with like, oh, he's just drunk, then I got in trouble for not telling them that I was just drunk and for scaring them and shit. Then I obviously got in trouble for all that other shit. So like if I take that story, that was my first outing on drinking and apply it to the rest of my life, like all the red flags that were there that foreshadowed it, the chaos, the, you know, like, like I blacked out a lot drinking, right? Whenever I was drinking a lot, which, you know, drinking didn't become regular until like my early to mid twenties. Then I started drinking every day. Oh my God. Let me, let me move away from this noise. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, how loud is that? Loud. <laughs> so ask him if he needs help. <laughs> it's a freaking air blow. Um. Oh, now down here, there's a lawnmower. All right. That's better. But like, but when I drank all the time, I would I would black out, and then you know wind up at home wind up in someone's bed or someone else's house, not know how I got there, like how I got home, how I got whatever, and all of that. And then, like, the chaos that, you know, my parents coming home, finding... Oh, no, we lost Dennis. What? James, what do you, what do you think he was gonna say? Will you finish his chair? Finding what small tadpoles in the toilet. <laughs> oh gosh, that's pretty obvious. That's crazy. And then he knew he had to eat a banana and go to a meeting. Mm-hmm. It's true because uh, he had all the the stickers from the bananas on his shirt. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. When he comes back, he can finish my share. I'll just I'll just drop out. Do you do you want me to go next? Or do you yes. Want to... Yes. Okay. Okay. Hi, I'm Mike, grateful alcoholic. Mikey. I, I'm grateful that my first drink was so. And I'm gonna say my first drink that was like not a normal drinking experience because I probably there were like Fourth of Julys that I would light off fireworks, and I think I was like 16 that I probably, you know, myself. And a couple of my cousins, uh, you know, stole like two beers and we shared two beers. That's not what I'm going to talk about. The first drink I'm going to talk about the the first one when I turned 21 and had my first legal drink. I got a fifth uh, captain of uh, was that Rome, right? That's what Captain Morgan is. And I had the hey, how's it going, Dennis? We just we, we we wrapped up your share. You'll hear it in the episode. It was pretty great. We, we <laughs> okay with the word that dropped out. James actually uh, ended the share with a pretty fun. Okay, but it sounded 
sounded pretty good. So you you'll be able to wrap up the last sentence of my a uh, couple sentences of my share. So when I um <laughs> when I was 21 and I was in Chicago, I didn't really know anybody because I had just moved to that school. Uh, I agreed to buy alcohol for a bunch of the freshmen, the 18 year olds. And there was like four of us that were newfound friends since I had just started three weeks earlier. And I think we were playing, they were playing like Xbox or something. I wasn't into video games. So they were in my dorm playing Xbox. I got a, a fifth of Captain Morgan and made Captain and Cokes drank the whole thing in 45 minutes. And then decided I wanted to go to sleep at like 1 a.m. or 1.30. So I kicked everybody else out. I woke up because in 45 minutes, you're not supposed to drink an entire bottle. Um, and I looked around me and I was sick all on the floor around my, my twin bed. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then I looked at the time and it was 5 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and at 5 o'clock in the afternoon... I'm like, oh, I looked at my phone and this was before like smart had so many missed calls from all my family members wondering how I was and I had to lie to them and tell them, oh yeah, my, you know, I had my phone and I lost it and I found it and it was, and they said, what'd you do for your 21st birthday? And I'm like, oh, I just really hung out and, and stuff, but it was good. So foreshadowing my last drink is, I think to me, from the very start of my drinking, I knew that like lying was going to be something that I would have to do because in the back of my head, I knew even though it was my 21st birthday, and if you told anybody that you drank a bunch of alcohol on your 21st birthday and were sick, the majority of them would be like, oh yeah, that's what you do. Like, okay, we get that. But for me, I didn't want to be uh, perceived that way. So I would lie. And I guess I was sneaking my drinking in that I didn't tell my family that that's what it was. You know, that that's what I did. But my last drink was me doing almost the exact same thing, except I wasn't in a dorm room. I was uh, in my bedroom sneaking drinking and i was already drunk when i started and i was found out by my wife at the time incapacitated upstairs in the bathroom and she asked me what i took and all i could say was alcohol and she found all the empties in my trunk um opened them up and she's like all these beers like and every bear can symbolized a lie, you know, that I had told her. And it was, it was just, it was enough. But the foreshadowing of knowing that I could lie and get away with it from the first drink to the last one when, it dur so during that time. So I guess it was nine years of, uh, from my first actual, you know, drinking experience that I would consider when I was 21. Cause it was a couple times here and there beforehand, but not to the point um, that it was groundbreaking until then. It was just all lying my entire twenties, as far as my drinking career goes. And uh, that's when I realized finished Dennis. That's when I realized I was a total mess 
fucked up human being and I needed to change everything. <laughs> that is insulting. And be more honest. A messed up human being. J- James said nice things about you. Well, I wasn't <laughs> as messed up as you. <laughs> At least I don't go around putting tadpoles in people's toilets. Yeah, that's what he said about you. Have you ever tried it? <laughs> I just said, Dennis. <laughs> All right, James, uh, wrap, wrap it up if you can. All right, now that um, it's my turn, nice um, take on using foreshadowing. Yes. You little film guy, you. So um, yeah. when I think of my first drink, I was in f- fifth grade, and I was with three other guys, and we found a bottle of Goldschlager on the top of um, – my friend Nolan's um, refrigerator and he lived with his mom and we're like, let's drink some. Look, there's little gold flakes in there. And, you know, my thought was like, wouldn't that cut up your stomach? <laughs> They're like, no, no, you can drink. It's like, okay. So it wasn't even that it was alcohol. It was the gold cutting up my stomach. And uh, we, uh, we all took swigs of it. And we kept swigging it. We probably drank half the bottle between the four of them. And then we proceeded to get onto our, our little bikes, our BMX bikes, and, and ride around Eagle River, Alaska. And <laughs> I remember just flying down the hill on my bike, just feeling all warm and fuzzy. And I was just, I just loved it. I loved the feeling that it gave me, um, like an electric parade. And um, that, um, I think that experience foreshadowed the rest of my drinking career because, you know, drinking was always something I could go to when I was feeling any kind of sadness or anger, surprise, celebration, alcohol was there for me. And I knew from that first, that first feeling that it was always going to be, you know, something I could turn to. you know, later on, it would be uh, a lot of drinking, I found out, got me really sick. Mixing alcohol and marijuana got me really sick. And then uh, other drugs came into the picture. But um, I definitely believe that because of that first experience with alcohol, um, I just, I loved it. And um, it really would set the foundation for a, a lot of life. Until I found a better power, higher power, God. And um, when I was, um, when I think about God, I just think about how much better it is, how much more real it is, how I can talk to him all the time and, and just be myself. And I don't need any chemicals. I just, I can connect to the universe by being still. And when I'm still and I have had those intuitive thoughts, you know, that's, you know, me connecting with the, the rest of the human race and with God and just feeling okay. So that's what I got for my um, first drink foreshadowing my last drink. Nice. Yep. Nice job, James. Mm-hmm. When you were riding your bikes all drunk, did y'all like fall over and shit? I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay. I bet I bet you rode like a champion. I think so, too. <laughs> a drunk champion. just like you drove like a champion <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> way way That's to good go. Stuff. Hey, good episode, guys, huh? Good episode indeed. Wow. Well sorry sorry for all the noise. No, hey, I think it's I think it's fun. You know? I think it worked out really good. And now you're gonna be forced to listen to the episode, Dennis. Because uh, no, I don't care. You'll you'll hear the nice things that James had to say about you that all weren't true. Uh, I'm so, sure it was really nice. No, it was it was nice. We'll be back next Thursday sharing experience, strength, and hope on episode 158, where the defective character is entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. What was it about the tadpoles, James? They're in the toilets due to Dennis. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.